0: Well hello everybody and welcome back to episode 4 of Forest Family Fun, relatable tips and tricks to get your entire family adventuring outdoors.
1: My name is Dave and this is my lovely wife Kellen and uh, you know I want to you know I think Kellen today what we got to talk about is something related to that uh, fun little tagline you put there that relatable tips and tricks to get the entire family outdoors. Yes. You know we've talked a lot about our kids and we've talked about us. We've maybe thrown uh, crazy uncles and aunts in there from time to time. You know, people include them in their family. But there's someone we have not talked about in the family that actually gets a lot of time on the trail and in the campground and on our adventures. Do you know who I'm talking about?
0: I think I do, but you might want to enlighten our guests. Yeah, our it's, listeners.
1: It's our pets. All yeah. of our. How many pets do we have?
0: A billion. Now, currently we have one dog, mm-hmm. two cats, mm-hmm. and a questionable four hermit crabs.
1: Yeah, that's uh, neither here nor there. They don't. But the only one of those animals that actually come with us anywhere is the dog. And if you who are listening at home, if you're anything like us, uh, if maybe you have a menagerie of animals as well, and maybe there's a particular animal that you like to take, whether it's hiking uh, just on an afternoon in the trail, or they get to go on family campouts. uh,
0: Or vacations of any sort, really. mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, or even just to the beach for a day. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've got animals, dogs especially, seem to be the sociable, acceptable animal uh, in the U.S., but... uh, they often might come along with you and so today what we want to talk about is some tips some tricks some stories about bringing those animals with you um for a little of forced family fun
0: yeah yeah and so i do have to stop you right off the bat though dave and you said dogs and granted dogs are the most common animal that we see on the trail But do you know people take their cats backpacking?
1: You know, I've seen one of those backpacks that have, like, a little window on the outside.
0: Well, they have that, and that I I don't quite understand. But I read an article, and I tried to find it to officially reference it on this podcast, but I couldn't find it again. But there are cats. Like, people actually train their cats to hike with them on trail. Like, either with a little leash, or the article that I read... It detailed this cat who just kept it was an indoor-outdoor cat and it just followed its owner on a hike one day and it hiked like 17 miles or something. Ridiculous. And So now he takes his cat backpacking with him and all these epic adventures. So although very much less common, we cannot 100% exclude the possibility that somebody might want to take their cat camping or backpacking with them. If you had yeah. to pick
1: one of our cats to come Shadow. Shadow?
0: Shadow, without a doubt.
1: Why would you take Shadow and not sweet little Nala?
0: Shadow I think would just he's way spazier than Nala. And so I could see him pouncing on the trail or pouncing at th- or trying to chase chipmunks or he would be way more entertaining. And Nala is just so darn proper of a, a she's a, a feline, you know, she's, she's a little lady. And I, I don't know, I
1: think I'd get a kick out of shadow. Do you remember that time we were at the beach and someone was taking their pet snake to the beach for the day?
0: And the ferrets? Do you remember the ferrets? No. That was at a fair though.
1: I didn't see the ferrets.
0: Oh, that was gross. But anyway, <laughs> but yes, the snake. Yes, yeah. I do remember yeah. that. He was getting some sun, hanging out. It was like
1: a boa kind of deal. Yeah. Did I ever tell you, we're kind of off track here, but it's related to pets. It's all good. Did I ever tell you I was offered a rainbow boa before? I think so. Like So those of you who are listening, if if you know me, you know that I used to work at SeaWorld as a summer job when I was in my undergrad at college. Uh, I was in the education department, and so I'd be one of those guys you'd see at SeaWorld, like, uh, welcome to SeaWorld or- Orlando, my name is Dave, I'm with the animal education department, and today we're talking about whatever animal we're talking about. And
0: Porcupines.
1: They don't have those at SeaWorld. I know. But we did see a porcupine. Okay, way off topic. Anyway, <laughs> um, when I was leaving one summer to drive back to Michigan, uh, someone approached me and they're like, Dave, do you want a snake? And I'm like... I don't get offered snakes on a daily basis. Uh, you have my interest. What uh, What are you talking about here? And they're like, we have this six-foot-long rainbow boa, beautiful snake, uh, and we we're trying to find a home for it. And I'm like, well... They're like, we have to tell you, though, it bit a couple kids. I guess there's a two-bite policy and once it bites more than one person in the petting zoo <laughs> oh then they can't keep it anymore i, I think why. i might be making up policy but either way it had bit some kids and they wanted to give it they, to me
0: no they wanted to pawn it off on here yes
1: so i was thinking to myself okay i'm gonna drive in a little hyundai accent from orlando to the upper peninsula michigan would
0: be driving because you would be in it by the end if i fell because i was sleeping in the car on
1: the drive (laughs) i don't know if i could trust sleeping by a boa constrictor in in a tight enclosed space and this you know he already had a couple strikes against him so i don't know if i could trust him so i i called my my roommates that i was moving back into And I realized on that day that one of my roommates, Nick, if you're listening, this is you, uh, one of my roommates was deathly afraid of snakes. And this had never been an issue before because no one had attempted to bring a snake, let alone a giant snake, into the household. So I said polite pass on the uh, Rainbow Boa. I do not know the uh, the result of that. Anyway, that would have been a road (laughs) trip adventure with a snake. Yes. Back to what we're talking about. Our own pets and your own pets. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, where were we on that?
0: We were just getting into it, but I think... um, Let's start by talking, just for a frame of reference, about Jasper. Jasper is our dog, and he's the one that takes most of... um, If we choose to take an animal on an adventure with us, it's going to be him. And Jasper is a... How much does he weigh now? Ninety four pounds.
1: Like uh, a middle schooler.
0: Yeah, he's a ninety four pound lab husky mix. He is a complete moose. He's the sweetest little puppy. Little, I say little. He's the sweetest gigantic puppy you could ever meet. He loves other dogs. He loves people almost to a fault. Um, but we'll get into this a little bit later. He doesn't really like camping
1: no he likes camping he doesn't like fire and he doesn't like being tied up
0: right so again we'll get into the specifics a little bit later on why that can be an issue um, but when you hear us reference Jasper um, now you have a little mental image but um
1: the fattest sled dog you've ever seen he,
0: oh yeah he is he's a very rotund dog, I guess. So, all right. There's actually quite a bit to uh, to cover with this topic. So what, what do you want to hit first, Dave?
1: You know, I thought maybe it would be good to first talk about, how about you're just basic. I'm going to just go for a hike in the woods for a couple hours, and I want to bring my dog with me. Yep. Uh, I've never done this before. Or, you know, I, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable? Do I need to... You know carry a dog whistle, have one leash, six foot leash, ten foot leash, no leash. What's the deal?
0: Oh right, yep, so some kind of general guidelines for when you're going out with your with your pet. yeah, and a lot of the stuff I feel is kind of intuitive, but it's worth mentioning anyway um you mentioned going out on hikes, you know, just day hikes with your dog or um. Yeah, and the first thing that comes to my mind is dogs, you know, (laughs) dogs need the same kind of, quote, training that people do. You know, like, if you are going out for a hike and it's springtime and you've sat on your butt on the couch all winter long, are you going to go for a 10-mile hike?
1: Oh, you're talking physical training, not obedience training. I was like, what kind of training have I gone through?
0: <laughs> no, um, physical training. You know, if you've been sitting for a lump for months, you're not going to go out on a, you know, strenuous hike. You're going to go for a, a walk, and that'll migrate to a short hike, and that'll migrate to a little bit of a longer hike. Um, I think a lot of people expect that just since their person themselves can physically handle XYZ on a a hike or a walk or a trip that their dog would naturally be able to do the same intensity.
1: Or maybe since they're animals, well they can take it. They're they're yeah. they're they're made for that. They're bred for that. They should be able to go a hundred miles right out the gate.
0: No, but if I've got a ninety four pound fat dog, he's not gonna be able to be doing, you know, the intensity or the miles or you know even terrain you know going up and down hills poor jasper gets tired um and so i think that's just something that you have to keep in mind when you take your animal out that you don't have these grandiose ideas and it can expect them you know you want you want your expectations to be realistic with what they can do Mm -hmm. because animals can get hurt too yeah, so, so maybe
1: a, a kind of a good rule of thumb, and I'm just spitballing here, um, you know, what you could imagine a little kid to do, uh, maybe that's what you could imagine your dog to do if they haven't done a lot of hikes or they haven't trained for it.
0: Exactly, you know, just kind of like, kind of like people, start slow and work your way up to where you want to be. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: all right. Now let me ask you this: Like I've seen people out there on the trail with their dog, mm-hmm. and they often have some gear. Um, I've seen. Maybe it's too early to get into. Dog I was going
0: to say, don't get. Let's let's put a pin in that because okay. I think there's some more generalities that we should.
1: All right, let's talk leashes. 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 Like, should I leash my dog? I know that there's usually a sign somewhere that says dogs must be on a six-foot leash. I mean, who really listens to that, though?
0: Everybody should. Um, and the, I think the the short answer of it is you really need to look at the regulations of where you're going hiking. Some places, they do care. They want your dog on a six-foot leash or a 10-foot leash or you can't have a retractable leash. Um, and some places do allow you to be off leash and so i think that's just something that you have to be aware of when you go
1: but what if my dog's just really well behaved
0: just because your dog's well behaved doesn't necessarily mean everybody else's dog is
1: yeah Uh, and i say that kind of leading in like Mm -hmm. (laughs) we we went out for a hike last october and we were visiting some friends in pennsylvania And we took their dog with us because, you know, they were at work and we were just crashing at their house. And so we decided to go hike a trail with the kids and uh, get their dog out for a little bit. Their dog, sweetest dog, great. You know, Sebastian is a wonderful dog, wonderful with kids and Mm -hmm. people, Mm -hmm. but has just got this hang up about other dogs. And if there's other dogs in his view or in his bubble, he will get mad. He will lash out. I mean, his temperament will change very quickly. And so we always keep him on a leash, not not for his safety, um, you know, or because he's misbehaved, but for other dogs, uh, so that he doesn't chase them down or yep. anything like that, you know. And so if you were a person on the trail that came along with Sebastian, and you may, you know, people say this all the time. I see people on trail all the time without it, without a leash. They're like, "Oh, it's okay. He's friendly." Uh, as the I dog can't... comes running up to you, like, "Yeah, your dog might be friendly, but." This dog is not going to be friendly with your dog. Right. And that's, you know.
0: So it's a a safety concern. And, um, you know, in the ideal world, everybody's dogs are 110% well-behaved and they have perfect recall and, you know, they obey their people. But that's not the reality. And just because you have an animal that's not perfectly behaved – I don't think that excludes you from taking them out. You mm-hmm. just have to be responsible with yeah. how you handle them.
1: Yeah. So like one one thing that I see people do, and we do this sometimes, um, is if you're crossing someone on a trail and they've got a dog, you've got a dog, um, sometimes, or if someone wants to pass you, we'll step off the trail yeah. and then just draw the dog's attention away from the dog that's coming by, like get them to watch you, treats whatever but you mm-hmm. let the other person take the trail and go by and almost kind of ignore the other dog
0: yep yeah that that works well especially you know if you have a a puppy and you have a you know yeah. bag full of treats and
1: yeah now what if i'm walking my pet rainbow boa and eh, okay
0: <laughs> um yeah we're just gonna let that one drop speaking of letting things drop <laughs> Oh, that's good. Good. <laughs> good segue, hey? Oh, I like it. Um, I think... Well, I guess it should be without go without saying, but it's definitely not... There is never an okay time to leave your dog's poop on the trail. Uh, you and I never. do not see eye to eye on this one. Never. It's like, leave no trace. If you want to dig a cat hole for your dog's poop, fine. But I... I don't know,
1: but what if they go like twenty feet off the trail?
0: I, I don't know. I'm, I hate picking up dogs' poop, but I feel that when you're on a trail, or you're camping or dispersed camping, whatever, you wouldn't leave a deuce on the side of the trail without covering it up. <laughs> you're disgusting. <laughs> You shouldn't leave a dogs. Um, you know, either... Um, so, I was doing a little research on this. And, obviously, you pick up your dog's poop. You pack it out. Um, doggy bag, whatever. Uh, a lot of times, if you're just going on a day hike, they will have, you know, trash cans at the trailhead. But, guess what some people... I've, I've just learned this today, and it kind of has grossly blown my mind. Guess what people do with their baggies of dog poop if they're on a multi-day trip and they have no access to a garbage can?
1: Um. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. What do they do?
0: They use a designated Nalgene. To put the poop bags in and use it as a poop tube. It's kind of like when we had
1: babies and diapers and we had the diaper genie thing. We would oh,
0: Okay, I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when we had babies. We shoved them in an L <laughs> but, but no, but the, the diaper genie was
1: a, you know.
0: Yes, but it's, it's a, it's. It's a poop tube. Yeah, it, it's hard, and it you can put the bags in there, and then you can seal it up, and it doesn't smell, and it won't squish.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's,
0: yeah. So it, that's um, there you go.
1: Okay, that is being responsible.
0: It is. You know, I would almost rather dig a cat hole mm-hmm. than than carry a poop tube of my dog's poop
1: would you ever use that nalgene bottle again for anything but poop
0: no it would be the designated poop like, nalgene <laughs> even if you
1: bleached it and washed it could no. you mentally drink out of that never any, any never other time? in my
0: life we would have to put one of those poop emoji stickers on it and it would just be the designated poop nalgene yeah i i don't think i could even though i know it's clean nope. there would be i Agreed. would have a mental hang up Agreed. about that okay so yep yeah, um gross the other thing that i have seen people do that are um it's probably a little more common than the nalgene poop tube is they make their dog carry their own poop in the bags like if they're carrying a backpack
1: ah okay good i'm glad you said backpack because i was confused at first
0: well, I have also seen people hang it off of their dog's collar, which I think is just rude.
1: <laughs> Smell your poop while you walk.
0: Right? Um, but, you know, if your dog is carrying their own backpack, um, you know, there's maybe a little side pocket that can be designated for... Oh. <laughs> Jasper doesn't like that idea. I don't know if if the uh, microphone picked up on that, but... Um, so, yeah. All right. We've... Uh, Anything else on etiquette you want to talk about? I'm trying to think of anything else. You know that
1: maybe um. This this isn't so much trail related, but um, uh, road trip. Oftentimes, yep. When we're when you're driving to point A to point B, you have your car, and everyone is super conscious these days about dogs and cars. Yes. Uh, that yes. is something that uh, gets a lot of attention, especially if it's a hot day and mm-hmm. someone sees someone a uh, dog in a car. I actually have. Uh, a friend they've got a a tesla and uh it has like dog mode and so you can leave your dog in the car and it'll like circulate air conditioning for them but but no one knows that and so they had to have a sign in their car that says dog's okay you know Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. worry about it kind of thing because people would see the dog and they would like they're like, I'm going to break that window. Or
0: yeah. they would call someone or, you know, <laughs> the whatever. The Tesla. Let <laughs> me break the Tesla. Um, um, yeah. But
1: etiquette-wise, like, mm-hmm. if you are not going to leave a window nice and cracked where people can see, I think it is a good idea to let, let them know it's okay because people are concerned.
0: Yeah. And genuinely concerned, not
1: mm-hmm. jerky
0: concerned. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think we covered a lot on trail I did have a couple notes about etiquette in campgrounds. Okay. Um, Most campgrounds do require your dog to stay on a six-foot leash. Yep. And, you know, it is what it is. If you want to bring your dog into a campground, you just know that you have to abide by that. Um, And you can't leave them in your camper.
1: Yeah. This is a hang-up for us when we go camping sometimes. Because sometimes... We like to do things other than just outdoorsy stuff. Sometimes when we're camping, we're like, we might want to go to a tavern or we might want to go. Or a museum
0: or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a pop up. I think maybe you could get away with bending that rule a little if you had, you know, a gigantic fifth wheel that has air conditioning. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, you don't want to leave a dog in a pop up or in a tent. And I think that's more for the dog safety and for. Um, your yeah. fellow campers, you don't want a dog
1: barking, barking all incessantly. Day
0: long. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, if you've got a noisy yapper, most people are very understanding, but at the same time, yeah. it could get annoying yeah. as well.
1: And it's where it's tricky when we take our dog camping because, as good of a doggie as he is, he doesn't like fire. And so, right. at night when right. we have a firing going, uh, you know, like we have a fire pit in our backyard and we have fires all the time, but in the backyard, Jasper is not chained up. We have a fenced yard, so he can go wherever he wants or go in the house or do what he wants. Mm-hmm. But when we're camping and we have to keep him leashed, you know, he doesn't like being near the fire, but he doesn't like being on the leash. So he's constantly pacing. Yeah. He's uncomfortable, I'd say, cause he's yep. trying to move around, but then he's getting tangled up, but he doesn't want to be by the fire, but he doesn't want to be too far away from us.
0: But he doesn't want to be in the... We do put him in the in the camper when we're at the campsite because yep. sometimes he just likes to go and lay down. Yeah. But um, but when he knows people are outside, he wants to be by the people, but he doesn't want to be too close to the people because the people are too close to the fire, and so it's just this never-ending. Yeah. Like. It's tension.
1: It's annoying sometimes. It
0: it is. You know, I I feel bad because I like taking him, because he's part of the family, yep. but.
1: The one, you know, one thing I'll just and just bragging on our dog, I love that he likes to swim. We had a dog before that would not go in the water yep. to save her life. Nope. It could be a hundred degrees outside, blazing hot, and she would not go in the water. But Jasper, he sees water, he's gonna bolt right for it.
0: Oh, he won't get out of it. Nope. Yep. Like half the time, I feel like he. Uh, he would swim to where he got so tired he couldn't swim anymore, and then he'd just sink like a stone because he was having so much fun he didn't realize he was exhausted.
1: Yes, he has not done that yet, just to put that out there. Well, yeah. uh, now, <laughs> now, one thing, where we live, uh, we, we're fortunate we have an actual dog beach. Yes. And so in, we live in Muskegon, and where we are on Lake... That's in Michigan yep. for right on Lake Michigan there is a section of beach that is open for dogs so it's leash free and they can be in the water they can you know you clean up their poop but they can do whatever they want oftentimes we go there the dogs all buddy up with one another and they run around in a pack and they're running into the water chasing tennis balls or sticks or frisbees or whatever and they're just they make instant friends and are having a good time and um, and that's really fortunate that we have that. Yeah. A lot of places, you might be able to bring a dog to the beach on a leash, maybe. A lot of places, no dogs on the beach at all. Mm-hmm. And so we're thankful that we have a place where we can just let him go, run with other dogs. And, and he's it's like
0: in heaven. Yep. In absolute heaven. Um. And the kids
1: love it, too, because all the dogs are friendly when they do that. I have a feeling that most people will not bring an unfriendly dog to the dog beach because it's just known the dogs are all running around and playing with each other.
0: Yep. Not saying that it couldn't happen, but, you know, and you don't want to, again, like I said before, deny the dog that might be a little uh, Mm -hmm. antisocial, the experience of having fun, but, you know.
1: So, but this... Unrational fear, I'll say, that Kellen has of Jasper drowning because he's having too much fun that he forgets to doggy paddle and
0: blah, 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 blah,
1: blah, Although he does try to eat the waves. I could see him ingesting water by accident and splurting and choking more than anything. But it has caused her to research dog life
0: vests. I, so for those of you who don't know me very well, I would say that I'm the gear nerd of the family. Yes. That's I think that is a safe assumption, but yes, I I am amazed at all of the actual dog gear. Like dog specific hiking, backpacking, camping, adventuring gear that they have.
1: Um, we should maybe mention that this show is not sponsored by any particular brand of gear, and so all <laughs> reviews and talks are totally unsolicited. But today's show is brought to you by the wine of the unofficially day. Unofficially
0: brought to you by.
1: Unofficially brought to you by Bardock, a Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> and actually has a little picture of a dog with I a know. monocle on it. This is, I will just say, it's a cheap wine and a good wine.
0: Yes, it's kind of our our new grocery store favorite
1: <laughs> anyway yeah
0: that was a weird segue Dave
1: sorry back to gear
0: back to gear um so yeah backing up from gear I think we've covered the uh, the umbrella of etiquette sufficiently do you agree sure okay lovely moving on um us let, yeah let's let's talk about gear a little bit, because it's kind of fun.
1: Okay, so they they make life jackets for dogs. They if you, do. If you didn't know that, you could get them in small, medium, large kind of sizes. And So if you're doing a lot of water activities, yep. like we've thought about taking our dog kayaking with us on That's the river. That's going to be
0: our short list for this summer.
1: Yep, and so we don't know how he's going to be on the kayak. We don't know if he's going to try to stay in it, if he's going to try to jump out of it. My prediction
0: uh, is he's going to jump out of it within 30 seconds. Uh,
1: and river water much different than lake water. Yep. It's moving, it's flowing. He might not know that at first and get swept away. And mm-hmm. so life ja- I could see a life jacket being very yeah. worthwhile.
0: Yeah. Um so as a as a little bit of an overview, you know, some people might like the idea of wanting to take their dog on a camping trip or a backpacking trip or, you know, whatever sort of adventure. And I think it's worth mentioning that dogs need pretty much the same things that people need in preparation for going on whatever trip you're deciding to go on. Um, You know, they need... Well, unless they're sharing yours, they need, like, a sleeping bag. Which, that reminds me. Okay.
1: I got an email, REI email, Mm -hmm. and they had, like, a little tip and trick kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it mentioned, you know, when you're getting rid of a sleeping bag, maybe you're upgrading yours to some better gear. Uh, Maybe you just got one that's, you know, got a broken zipper or something. You're not going to use it anymore. Mm -hmm. But instead of just throwing it away, saving it and, like, making it a little tent doggy bed. For in the tent or Hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they get their own.
0: Well, that is a really good idea, and it's, like, budget-friendly because you don't have to buy anything new. But they do make actual dog sleeping bags. And the ones that I've seen most common, they're just, like, a little circle, but they do unzip, and the doggy can go in, and then you can zip them up. But the one that I thought was very interesting... There's one that kind of has it connects to your sleeping bag. Yeah. Uh, Isn't what? that weird?
1: Like zips to
0: your sleep? Yes. It's it somehow it connects to your sleeping bag so you've got this weird foot coming out of the edge. And so if they like to, you know, snuggle with you at night, it's like a a tube that you that the dog can like get in mm. and it it like it turns your sleeping bag almost into a little Y or a, I don't know. Interesting. I yeah. I don't see it working with Jasper at all.
1: No, he's just gonna sleep on me.
0: Yeah, but I found it very interesting that you know actual doggy sleeping pads and sleeping bags of whatever variety they exist, and you know, especially if we we're in like our bigger tent. I feel like poor Jasper, you know, sometimes we we do not have anything special for Jasper sleeping bag wise yet, but yeah. I think he would enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Now, truthfully, we haven't taken him out in like spring or fall camping. It's always been summer.
0: Right. But I'm just thinking for the, the comfortable factor. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, he's a dog. He lays in the ground all the time. But, you know. Yeah. Maybe he would, it would prevent our stuff from getting as gross and sandy. Yep. And dirty,
1: so speaking of ground, yeah, you know, this might be common sense pet ownership, but if you're taking your dog in the woods, fleas and ticks, oh, yeah, you know, like you know, maybe, maybe you're someone who lives in the city and you don't worry a lot about fleas and ticks because your, your dog doesn't go anywhere other than like the park down the road. Um, but in the woods, like I tell you, Corbin gets ticks all the time just running through brush, I get ticks all the time, like dog you know i i know in the mm-hmm. summertime we are picking ticks off of him it seems Ugh. all the time mm-hmm. so just as a friendly reminder whether it's a collar whether it's the drops whether it's something they eat uh getting yeah. preventative tick, medicine tick and flea and all that kind of stuff early mm-hmm. and making sure that'll it save you some gross moments
0: yeah well on that note actually um another one of the pieces of gear that i had written down for dogs um a first aid kit they actually have dog specific first aid kits and that's um contains things like like that quick stop stuff for if they get a scratch on their paw um but a lot of them also come with a tick remover implement hmm. um so i thought that was quite interesting you know
1: yeah or if they you know it's, it sounds funny to say but if they break a nail Absolutely. You know, not it's not like a person breaking a nail like, oh, that's inconvenient. We had with Jasper. It was in the winter time, but oh, you know, last yeah. year he jumped off the couch wrong and bent a toenail and it broke to the quick and it was just it was gushing blood. It was freaky. But I could see that happening scrabbling over some rocks. Yep. Or... If you were
0: on trail that that could be an issue.
1: <laughs> yes, and that would be seriously bothersome if mm-hmm. <laughs> every paw print was a bloody paw print.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so they have first aid kits. They're not very large for the dogs, but that's definitely, you know, you think of the 10 essentials for people hiking, you know, your dog needs the 10 essentials as well. Um, One thing that I think would be, I think is very smart to have, and it's one of those things where you hope you never need to use it, but it's good to always have it, is um, they have, a, they have safety harnesses, so like if your dog, heaven forbid, breaks a leg on trail, it's like a little pouch that opens up into a backpack that you can basically sling up your dog and wear it as a pack, where your dog is a pack to get out.
1: That's a pretty extreme emergency situation, but...
0: But, you know, <laughs> if you're, like, climbing up and the dog falls down a rock or something, yeah. you know, accidents happen.
1: Better than putting them down. Well, Boy, what a bummer to a trip that would be.
0: Jeez. Yeah. Morbid. Yeah. Um, But the, the one that I... We, again... <laughs> I th- feel this podcast, for me, is going to be, like... This is a bunch of cool gear. We have none of it, <laughs> but it's on my list of things I want. But um, we do not have the, the rescue harness, but I think um, it, the one that I found that I really like is called the Pack-a-Paw rescue harness. And I think that would be something that would be behoove us to, I mean. If it,
1: we were really smart, we'll, yeah. put a, we'll put a link in the description. Of the podcast you
0: know if we get our act together we will put links in the description for um, some of the items that we're talking about today um, but just keep in mind that many companies have varieties of a lot of these things um, and yeah pick, okay. pick the one you want so a harness okay so so we've got first aid kit we've got doggy sleeping bags um, life jacket life jackets. Now, we talked a little bit about leashes, but, you know, you think a leash is a leash is a leash, but there are so many leash varieties, and some, I feel, are much more conducive to camping, hiking, and backpacking than others. mm mm-hmm. um, The ones that I really like are the hands-free leashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, when I'm hiking, I like my hands free either to use trekking poles or to eat snacks or, (laughs) you know, I just like to have something other than a leash in my hand when I'm hiking. Um, but they, they have ones that, you know, they strap around your waist. They've got the one that I use when I run, (laughs) run. Jasper is not a good running buddy, but he tries. But I've got a hands-free leash that goes around my waist, but the the leash, it's a six-foot leash, but it's like bungee style. So it's got a little bit more give, which I find is really nice when he's sniffing around. You know, it's not just an instantaneous hard stop when he decides to sniff or pee when I want to keep moving forward. (laughs) Um, but yeah, there's like the bungee kind, they have leashes made out of rope, they've got reflective leashes, um, the one, oh, what were you going to say?
1: You know, this kind of reminds me of, um, just another, it's a, just a, in general animal safety thing, uh, like we have Jasper chipped and we, and we have an ID tag on him and, and a lot of people don't even do that um but like jasper has gotten out of the yard a couple times and when he's gotten out of the yard you know luckily a kind person found him a friendly dog goes up to him and they mm-hmm. our phone numbers were right on the tag yep. got a call like hey i've got your dog oh really um you yep. know you know often and and i've had this happen to family before been hiking somewhere dogs see something they want to chase They they, chase it mm -hmm. and they don't know where they are and they get lost or the people get lost and um, it's just very sad, you know? And so, I mean, that's kind of a preventative thing.
0: And nowadays chipping is so, I find it's, or I I feel that it's not um, expensive for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yes. Um, Back to leashes.
1: Okay. Back to leashes. Back
0: to leashes. Uh, there, of course, Dave, I have a leash on my list that I want to try. I'm sure. Uh-huh. You know, we've, we've got the extendable leash, and Jasper loves that because it gives him a little bit more free reign. But uh, there's a leash from Roughwear. Roughwear is a company that obviously specializes in outdoor doggy gear. So uh, check them out. They've got a lot of cool products.
1: Is it rough? R-U-F-F? Of
0: course. Yes it is of course Um, but it's called the hitchhiker leash and it I was reading up on it a little bit today because that's what I do and it was designed um, with uh, mountain climber influence so if you press a little button the rope that's all coiled up inside of the leash you know it extends like your good old extendable leash. Um, and it's hands-free. You can use it hands-free around your waist or you can wrap the waist belt and tuck it in and use it as a handheld leash. But then you can reel it back in to shorten up the leash as well. So I think that's really cool. Um, but anyway, that's, I think, would be, um, right now we kind of have a jerry-rigged system where i hook our the handle of our extendable leash through the waist belt of my hiking pack
1: and i'll just say i despise walking and holding (laughs) a leash and hiking at the same time i i love taking our dog on trail i just i don't like holding a leash it bothers me you know Uh you know i need to get a drone with enough power to just follow along and hold that leash for me so that I can be completely not just hands-free, waist-free, all-free.
0: You just have a wife that'll do it.
1: Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm in a great <laughs> spot right now. I got no complaints.
0: But, you know, it's it's clunky, you know, it's
1: Not my wife, but No. Nope. But, the-
0: <laughs> but um you know, our system right now, it's it's rigged So I think it would be nice to have something that gives jasper the freedom of having an extendable leash without the bulk mm-hmm. so that's that's on my short list of things that i want to get for jasper along with a life jacket and xyz
1: but you know what i was thinking of as we were talking about gear yeah you know, one of the things we always take with us is a way to filter our water. And sometimes that's mm-hmm. life straw. Like, like we have these straws we can drink out of creeks and rivers and stuff. Or we've mm-hmm. got... Or like, Sawyer. Or a Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Or you know, a water bottle that can do it. What about dogs? I've always kind of just let the dog drink out of the river.
0: And yeah, we, we have. But I guess the um, quote correct answer is you should be filtering your dog's water as well. Because dogs can get giardia. And how gross would that be?
1: I'd let that one be. I wouldn't put that in an algae bottle.
0: But, I mean, like, having a sick dog on trail? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't, it takes a fraction of time to filter your dog's water as you're filtering your own. So just Yeah, I am, play it safe.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you know, in that mm-hmm. case, then, don't rely only on a self-suction kind of Filtration system right. like a LifeStraw. Did Cause, something cause like a Sawyer. we've done that before, just you yeah. and me. Yeah, we have. Um, where we didn't really carry any water uh, other than a water bottle that you had to suck through and it had the filter. Yeah. Um,
0: that wouldn't work for, for a pup. Mm-mm. But, I mean, now I'm I'm kind of par- partial to our Sawyer squeeze and that would work fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got sleeping bags. Um, well, food and water bowls, you know. Mm-hmm. If your pup's coming with you on an extended trip, he'll need water. She'll Uh, need water.
1: You know, one thing that we we ran into one time camping, we had a bin of dog food. And this was campground camping, and animals like raccoons and other scavengers, Mm -hmm. you know, you think, okay, well, let's not leave any food out. And you're thinking, I'm not going to leave the pizza out. I'm not going to leave the, you know, the meat and cheese Mm -hmm. and the the people food out. And sometimes people go, oh, dog food, that's fine, because it's like super dry. No, we had a bin of dog food under the camper one time and man, those raccoons would not leave it alone.
0: They never actually got into it, but they tried. Yeah, They, they tried tri- their hardest. I, I
1: threw it in the car yep. and I had to and I had to fight them.
0: <laughs> fight them?
1: Yeah, I and I didn't know any karate back then, so it was hard.
0: The raccoons almost won. Yeah, oh yeah. Um So yeah, let's see. Oh, <laughs> the one thing uh Another major thing, if you're taking your dog out on a trip, I know a lot of people actually give their dog um, their own backpack to carry some of their own gear. Now, you could be the, you know, brave soul that carries all of your dog's gear, but why? You know, if you can train your dog to wear a backpack and they can help share that load.
1: Yeah. Ours are kind of like saddlebags.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, and again, there's just like, Human backpacks, there's different backpacks that serve different purposes. Some have huge, you know, um, chambers is totally the wrong word. But no, that works. Compart- sections, Compartments. There we go. On either side. And that would be if you are bringing your dogs food for multiple days and water and a sleeping pad or something, you know. Um, but then they also have smaller profiled ones that just might hold some water and a couple treats and some poop bags um
1: remember when we made jasper carry our treats uh, yeah we put granola bars in them and then when we were hungry we just said come here boy
0: yep yeah so um and we we just recently got jasper his backpack and from the time we got it we haven't taken him on an actual backpacking trip to where we could fully load it out but we've taken him on kind of shakeout hikes where he would wear it empty just to get him used to the weight of having something on him mm-hmm. because he's you know he doesn't wear a harness he we just clip his leash to his collar so having something around him was completely foreign but now i think every time he sees the pack get pulled out he gets all excited because he knows he's going on trail yep um
1: all right we're we are approaching 45 minutes already
0: but it's so exciting but I love talking I'm, about our
1: puppies I wanted to run it I have a game okay you have play. a game yeah all right and if, I think it'd be a good to round us out with this game What's all right
0: it? just before we do the game let me see if there's anything extra or any last minute thing oh just a, a quick tip for some things that we do. Always bring extra towels.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah.
0: is a a a rookie mistake to not bring towels with you when you bring an animal camping. So there's just a side note.
1: Yeah, or just into the car because they get everywhere and they walk Dirty. on everything. Yep,
0: yep. Okay, so anyway, back to your game. What's right. your game.
1: All right, my game you you know we know people who are farmers we know people who have unique animals we've we've seen lots of different pets yes over the years we have a lot of different pets yes what would be the three weirdest animals you would run into with someone on the trail like if someone brought up a, a pet that they had what would be the three weirdest you could see
0: there's an actual answer to this
1: no i'm just asking you objectively
0: Oh, okay. I didn't... I thought you were quizzing me.
1: No, no. I Um, had an article I was going to read, too, but I feel like we don't need to read it. No. Well, you can
0: just summarize it, but, okay, the three weirdest. I think... Gosh, I did see some weird animals on trail before, and I can't think of what it was. But I think somebody's, like, bird. Okay. You know, like a a parakeet or something. You know, just some, some... domesticated bird.
1: Like a cockatoo?
0: Something like that, yeah. Um, then a skunk.
1: Okay. A skunk, like a de-scented skunk? Yes,
0: yes. I've heard skunks actually make quite amazing pets.
1: I want a, Actually, I want a fox, but that's for a different topic for another time.
0: Yeah. So a bird, a skunk. These aren't that weird, though.
1: You know what this reminds me of?
0: Let Uh, me figure out my third animal, man.
1: Right, all right.
0: Um, I'm trying to be realistic, like realistically weird. I said weird. Um. Oh boy. Um. Goldfish.
1: (laughs) In an algae bottle.
0: (laughs) An <laughs> Nalgene bottle.
1: It'd have to be an Nalgene bottle. That'd be good. That'd be a good one. Yeah, taking my fish for a walk. That'd be a good. That's a good one. Right. Uh, when, when he said skunk, it made me think of, so not long after we moved to where we live now, uh, I got up early one day to take Jasper for a walk just in our loop in the neighborhood. It was still dark out, but our neighbors across the street, uh, they have a crab apple tree in their yard. And I walk outside, and underneath this crabapple tree, I kid you not, there is a deer, a lot of deer in our neighborhood, there is a rabbit, and there is a skunk, all hanging out together underneath this crabapple tree, like, scavenging for the apples that hit the ground. And I look at it, and Jasper, he doesn't bark at animals. Like, he can see deer, he doesn't care, he doesn't even see them, it seems like. And I look, and I'm like, is this Bambi? Like what are these three characters doing together?
0: <laughs> you should have gotten a picture. I,
1: I should have, but yeah, I didn't want to get. I was, I mean, not too far from that skunk.
0: No, either. that's that's true. So yeah, we you, w- Jasper, walked the other direction. We went the other way. Yeah,
1: um, but okay, those are some good ones. Uh
0: huh.
1: I think some weird animals you could see on the trail. Um,
0: people walking. On people
1: the trail. walking. A goat all right i mean people have pet goats yep Yep. i would i don't know
0: yeah why not you
1: know i I imagine a goat wants to go for a walk as well okay um i'm not gonna count this one but that python you know that snake we saw at the (laughs) beach (laughs)
0: that
1: that snake on the beach was interesting Uh uh-huh i could you know someone walking that but okay um a falcon do you remember
0: that would be cool.
1: That would be cool. So one time, Kellen and I were bored on a road trip, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't know a lot about falconry. Let's Google falconry. What? It, and by the way, if you ever Googled falconry, there is a big hole of information you will go down because there's different, depending on the number of falcons you can have and the radius they're allowed to go, you have to like test into certain yes. rankings of it had like a cool name, too.
0: Yeah, like something master. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. That and might... you could have certain varieties of falcon, and as you go up in rank, you could get the better falcons. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind I of wanna, like a and d thing.
1: I want to see the falcon master. Like someone, <laughs> can someone walking with their arms outstretched and three falcons on each arm going down the trail going, I am the falcon king. And then they-
0: This is a really weird tangent, hon.
1: All right, so that's my second weird one. Okay. The Falcon Master. Uh-huh. Uh, so we got Goat, we got Falcon Guy, and the other weirdest pet. I'm trying to think of what people actually keep for pets. Sure. Um, to be able to bring... You know what I would love to see? It's actually not that weird, but I would love to see it. You know how people put hamsters in hamster balls? i want an off-road yes, hamster an ball
0: off-road <laughs> hamster yes uh,
1: like an all-terrain hamster ball and this hamster <laughs> just pumping for his lo- all, everything he's worth what's
0: the hamster from that movie bolt
1: bolt yeah i don't i don't know his name but i know the exact hamster yes. you're talking of that, yep. that's a good hamster for that
0: yeah so i'd excellent. like to see
1: the falcon guy sick as falcon on the hamster ball
0: oh my gosh
1: All right. Yeah. Okay. All right, crickets. Well, I feel like we've only really scratched the surface, but we probably got to wrap this up.
0: Probably. You know, um, we will, if we get our act together, which we will, um, we'll put some links in our show notes with some companies that make some pretty cool uh, doggy backpacking gear and doggy camping gear. Um, But I think, yeah, just if you keep in mind that your dog's needs are actually quite similar to your needs. Um. Oh, when we were talking about backpacks, did you know that a dog's backpack should only be about 25% of their weight?
1: No. I had no idea.
0: I just learned that today. What
1: is a person's?
0: Oh, don't quiz me on that stuff. I should know that. Oh, yeah. Um.
1: What's a falcon's? If it had a little falcon pack.
0: I, I feel like this is a Monty Python question. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And swallow, yes.
0: Um. But anyway, Uh. so yeah, keep, keep in mind your dog's needs are very similar to yours and get them some cool gear so they they feel cool camping like you do. Mm-hmm. Right? Dogs yeah. are people too.
1: And part of your family.
0: And part, yes. Uh, oh, bringing it back full circle there, babe. Yes. So, all right. Well, I hope that everybody listening, if they have four-legged family members that they this inspires them to get out on the trail and adventuring with their animals and, and maybe if anybody has a cat that they hike with somehow get us a picture or, I want
1: to see or any animal other than a dog
0: or any actually let's just make this a blanket statement send us somehow maybe we'll put your email in the show notes or our email mm. or something Send us pictures of your animals hiking because that makes me happy and we see a lot of junk if in the a, news these days.
1: If someone sent in a picture of their hamster on trail in please. a hamster ball.
0: Oh, my word, please. It would... Dave would, like, laugh a giddy, childish laugh and it would make me so happy. It would be so good. All right, so send us your animal adventuring pictures and we will catch you all on the next one.
1: A forced...
0: Oh, family fun. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys.